Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 23rd of October, and my name is Lucia Chachulovic. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Mike Rauber, including the uptick in safe havens, the drop in Chinese shares, and elections in Switzerland and South America. And then I'll be speaking to Menzo Pocinzi, head of our technical analysis team, and I'll be asking him for his latest thoughts on the markets. But first up is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Lucia. So we saw all major equity markets lower on the week as the Middle East, but also the continued talk of interest rates staying higher for longer weighed on equities. The S&P 500, for example, closed just a little below its 200-day moving average on Friday. But on the opposite side, safe havens were well bid. What can you tell us about this? Yes, and uh, just to add, earnings releases last week were also mixed, putting some pressure on equities. But on your questions in regard to safe haven, Lucia, investors seem to have selected their safe havens, at least for the time being. One is gold, which is trading above $1,974 an ounce this morning, and the other is the Swiss franc. Now, interestingly, in the case of gold, this is a sharp reversal from the bearish view that prevailed just two weeks ago. And so traders had to exit some of their short positions, which is giving a bit to gold. And for the Swiss franc, unlike gold, it has been on a steady upward trajectory come rain or shine this year. An indication of the confidence investors have in the stability of Swiss institutions and, of course, its central bank. So you just mentioned Switzerland. It had its federal election over the weekend. Yes, and that is actually a case in point in terms of stability of the country. Now, the People's Party, with its main talking point being limiting immigration, clearly won yesterday's election by adding to its share and winning nearly a third of the popular vote. But, and this is the main point, Swiss politics is not a winner-takes-it-all system. And so there will now be not a fundamental change in the direction the country will take. And this really showcases, I think, the stability of the country's political system. Yes, it does. So coming back to safe havens, you did not mention government bonds just yet, which tend to benefit in times of stress. What do you see there? Yes, uh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, Treasuries did not serve as diversifiers last week when equities sold off which makes it difficult for asset allocators. So for most of the week, we saw U.S. Treasury yields rise with the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield scratching the 5% mark. And so yields were higher and Treasury prices lower on the back of the strengths of the U.S. economy and Fed speakers pointing to higher interest rates. But now on Friday, however, there was a flight to quality as U.S. Treasury yields, along with their global counterparts, fell sharply. Just maybe investors uh, wanted to buy some treasuries ahead of the weekend. But uh, as we know, markets are moving rapidly at the moment, and U.S. Treasury yields are actually back up this morning and close to 5% in the case of the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield. Okay, and are there any other major moves you are seeing in financial markets this Monday morning? I see just two to highlight. First, Bitcoin, it is up 3% to nearly 31,000 US dollar, near its high from back in July. And the Japanese yen uh, continues to scratch the 150 level against the US dollar, uh, which is obviously raising the possibility of another uh, intervention by authorities there. 
Now, in China, the CSI 300 index dropped to its lowest level since 2019. What is the latest news from the Middle Kingdom that is driving shares lower? Yes, uh, so it's really about investor confidence taking a hit once again, I guess. Uh, the latest is that Chinese authorities have carried out a series of arrests and an investigation into Foxconn, and that the company is Apple's main manufacturing partner in China, and so it really matters. And also, according to reports, an executive and two former employees of WPP, uh, this is one of the world's largest advertising companies, has uh, also been arrested in China. So uh, really, this kind of news is obviously uh, hurting investor confidence. Okay, and turning to South America now, there were elections in Argentina and Venezuela. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so first to Argentina, in an initial victory for the left-wing populist coalition, economy minister Sergio Massa defied expectations by beating libertarian outsider Javier Milay. Uh, the runoff between the two will take place on the 19th of November, so in a little less than a month. But uh, for now, financial markets are expected to react negatively to yesterday's results. And in Venezuela, former lawmaker Maria Corina Machado led early primary results in a process to select the opposition candidate for next year's presidential election. But, and that I think is important, the Venezuelan government had previously said she would not be allowed to run. So the election agreement between the government and the opposition will now be put to a first test. And what can investors expect for the week ahead? Of course, the situation in the Middle East remains front and center, but it is also a big earnings week. Uh, just tomorrow, Tuesday, we get results from Alphabet, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, Hermes, uh, Novartis and Visa, just to name a few. And actually already on Friday, after the markets closed, Volkswagen came out with an unexpected profit warning. So watch uh, how these stocks react this Monday. Okay, and what can we expect in terms of economic data releases? Yeah, also host of data tomorrow, Tuesday, the release of the Global Purchasing Manager indices will give us a good take on how companies see businesses going. Uh, Thursday it is a big day for US uh, GDP, Q3 GDP that is. Uh, they are expected to show strong growth of 4.3%. And also on the same day, the ECB is expected to leave the main refinancing rate at 4.5%, uh, so unchanged. And the week is closed off with Japan inflation figures and the U.S. core personal consumer expenditure deflator, the Federal Reserve's favorite inflation figure. Uh, expectations are for a slight drop to 3.7%, but that also could uh, frame market at the end of the week. But uh, that is just some of the news expected to this week. So a lot to focus on and back to you, Lucia. Great. Thank you very much, Mike. A good roundup of the news to start off the week with. Thank you, Lucia. Now, Menzo, welcome to the podcast and good morning. Morning, Lucia. Let's start with equities, Menzo. So you said last week that both US large and small caps were defending their support levels. What do you make of the latest charts? Is that still the case? And maybe more generally, do you still see a year-end rally in the making? Yes. Um, from outside, basically, the equity markets have deteriorated quite a bit. So we are here coming to approach a major support levels. So when we look at the S&P 500, the key supports are at 4,200. 
Uh, we think this is quite important to defend these levels. So if the market can uh, defend these levels this week, then a year-end rally still is uh, possible. And the main reason for this is that the equity market investors have become, uh, from the sentiment side, quite depressed. So uh, there is a lot of uh, disappointment. And basically, uh, most investors are likely defensively positioned. So this implies that uh, a positive surprise uh, would, uh, would catch most investors on the wrong foot. So we still think if the S&P funds can defend 4,200, we can still have a year-end rally from current levels. And now we also have to talk about yields. It seems like everyone's waiting for the 10-year US Treasury yield to cross the 5% mark. Where do you see yields going from here? Well, when we look at the charts, basically we think, uh, yes, 5% will most likely be crossed. And then we are approaching maybe long-term resistance levels at uh, 530 uh, what is striking to us here a little bit uh, from the sentiment side is uh, that we have uh, two complete opposite views. So on one hand, we see that retail investors continue to buy treasury bonds, uh, hoping uh, for a peak in interest rates. On the other side, we see that hedge fund investors are record short in U.S. treasury bonds. So we think here maybe we could get a signal from the sentiment side and from the sentiment side, Basically, it would be interesting to see when uh, retail investors throw in the towel, uh, meaning that they stop buying U.S. Treasury bonds, which would imply maybe that the U.S. Treasury yields uh, are close to a peak. But we think the risk is here that they uh, shoot up to 5.3%. Okay, interesting. And in commodities, Mike talked about the uptick in safe havens and how gold has been trading up recently. Where do you see gold going from current levels? Yes, when we look at gold, basically we would still have to assume that this is a volatile consolidation. So remember, gold has been uh, touching the 2000 levels or crossing above it since 2020 uh, a few times. Uh, we still think as long as we stay below 2000, 2040, we would still think that this is a longer-term topping process. But nevertheless, here as well, I think, uh, or we think we should keep an open mind um, that maybe this turns out to be a consolidation in a long-term uptrend. But for the time being, we would still, uh, we would still think that we are here in a long-term topping process and we would rather recommend to stay here on the sidelines. Perfect. Thank you very much for being with us this morning, Menzo. Thank you, Lucia. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and do join us again tomorrow when my colleague Bernadette Anderko will be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.